Last time on Improv Tabletop, we met our new heroes who are actually real living creatures out in the world because they are our pets. We met Heather's bearded collie Misty, Evan's miniature schnauzer Lucky, and McKenna's just some sort of short-haired cat. She's a tortie. Oh, nice. McKenna's tortie cat nut. And here's the shtick with these pets here and why they're all getting together. It's Christmas Eve and Santa needs help delivering his presents. And it's been a crazy year for deliveries, as we all know. So because Santa needs help delivering presents, he's reaching out to the pets this year. And so they all spoke with each other through the magic of Christmas holograms or something and received word that at the stroke of midnight on Christmas Eve, they would be transported to the largest Christmas store in the entire world. We last left off with the clock striking midnight, a magical swirling coming in, and whisking away our heroes. And what do they have ahead of them? Let's find out here in the world of Furry Christmas. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the fake RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Heather Brower, cleverly excited. Evan Peterson, the Magnificent. McKenna Steele, the very hungry kitty hippo. <laughs> kitty hippo, you say? It's the it's the cat version of hungry hippos. Oh, I was going to say, this isn't the Avatar campaign. We can't be throwing out weird animal hybrids <laughs> quite yet. That is true. Uh, watch out for our Avatar Legends actual play campaign coming beginning of next year. Wow, Ned, that was so natural. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to let that come when it comes and we're going to instead see what's going on with our furry heroes. So, as the twinkling and the lights fade around you, you find yourselves in a wondrous place. Even though it's mostly dark because it is the middle of the night, you can still see festive streamers hanging down from the ceilings, giant ornaments hanging from various parts of the store as well, different shops all around you. And to help set the scene, I'm just going to read you a bit of the description from the Bronner's Christmas Wonderland website. <clears throat> Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. I have to send you so many pictures, Ned, from this store because ah, my Santa plate, the one I, that has Santa with the reindeer that I put my almond roca on, I got at that store. Ah. Nice. So, fun for all ages, Bronner's store is the size of one and a half football fields and features over 50,000 trims and gifts for all seasons, reasons, and budgets. Approximately 100,000 lights illuminate Bronner's half-mile-long Christmas lane every evening from dusk to midnight. Bring your camera. Bronner's offers many indoor and outdoor photo opportunities. They do. So, it's now being the stroke of midnight, that is when the lights go out and the place goes silent. Now, we're going to sort of set the stage, or set the stakes rather, for what we are going to be finding here in the Christmas Wonderland. Namely, what presents are you going to be finding for your owners? What is their heart's greatest desires? So Misty, what are you going to be looking for for Thomas and Heather? 
I am totally going to look for some sort of pillow that's really soft, that's Christmassy, bright colored, decorative, because I know how protective Mama Heather is about her pillows and she won't let anyone touch them. No other head can lay on them or she gives them up. <laughs> and so I am going to get her a brand new pillow, one I will never <laughs> lay on and get my fur on. <laughs> All right. And what about Thomas? Oh, super easy. I'm going to find him some Christmas-themed dice. Nice. Now, going over to Lucky, what are you going to get for Evan and Kenzie? Well, it's tough because it seems like they might need money because they can never afford to get me as much food as I want. Uh, <laughs> but... Mackenzie is definitely way more into uh, the Christmassy themed decorations and things. And since this store is so big, I am going to look to see if there is anything in the store that is a crossover of a Christmassy themed octopus. That's her favorite animal. She collects basically anything with octopus on them. So whether that be an ornament with a picture on it, an actual stuffed animal, I'm not sure what form that will take but I am looking for a octopus Christmas crossover that will warm her heart. Nice. And what are you going to get for Evan? Evan, uh, well, I mean, all he really wants to do is, you know, end world hunger and all that. But um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) He says, I'm just kidding. I don't want that. I do want that. I'm just trying to make myself sound good. Um, What would Evan want at a giant Christmas-themed superstore? Uh, Evans, he's like always at his computer, so I'm gonna look for some sort of like programmable lights that you can like sync to music and things like that. Mm. Because Evan is, you know, he's kind of lazy and he probably doesn't want to set those up, but he might have fun programming them and syncing them up to the music once they're up. Nice. So you're going to be one of those houses that people can like drive by and turn to the radio station and get the music and light show. If. I ever find the energy to do so. The irony is that this year, since Mackenzie and I will be fresh off of a move across the country, we're actually not going to decorate at all. But uh, next year, I think I just offended my castmate, McKenna. You did, because we moved into our apartment last year on like December 1st. And like the first thing I put up was Christmas. Like before our room was even put together, I was like, my tree is going to be up, dang it. My new job starts December 1st. That's funny. I'm just saying Christmas should be more important than your new job, but it's okay. I mean, we just agreed not to worry about it because we don't have... Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry, 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 sorry. Back to the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you're looking for a Christmassy octopus and some programmable lights. Now, not. what are you going to be looking for for McKenna and Christian? All right. If I could get my mother a new couch, I would. So that you can scratch it to smoothies. So I can ruin it again. (laughs) The old one's getting a little beat up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not as fresh. For Christian, my papa, I am going to get him a squirtle with a Santa hat because that would make him happy. And then he could have his own little Christmas themed thing for himself instead of mom having complete control over what Christmas looks like. And then for my mom, I'm going to get her some new Christmas-themed dinnerware, like a new box of dinnerware. McKenna, when did you become like a adult? Um, When it came to Christmas, I've always, I mean, like I've been very childish about Christmas, but it has been my dream to host Christmas at my house. <laughs> 
and like have nice little plates with chargers and pull out my nice silver because oh my gosh I hate that I sound like this right now but that's what I grew up with at my grandma's house and it wasn't it was just like really old silver that like my great great grandma had that she would pull out so essentially to sum up I want to be my grandmother and that was her (laughs) you know Ned part of me feels like this episode is a conspiracy theory in that all our spouses came to you and said we can't figure out what to get them for Christmas (laughs) will you make an episode about it so we can figure it out maybe that's why Christian told me not to buy new dinner plates for Thanksgiving today when I was Now, Heather, just because you and McKenna have both in the past reached out to me and been like, what should I get for my spouse for their birthday and or Christmas? That doesn't mean that they are doing the same. (laughs) You say reached out to you in the past as if it's one time. I'm pretty sure it's like monthly. Yeah. For Christian's birthday, I was like, Ned, do you know if Christian has this D&D book? (laughs) Because you would know more than I do. (laughs) We're close friends here. I will neither confirm nor deny my complaint implicitness in gifting secrecy. (laughs) So now that we know what you guys are looking for, let's figure out what you see around you here in this place. It's been a while since we have done some group situational aspects. So let's go around and just figure out what you see here in the Christmas Wonderland that we can create some aspects based on. So Misty, as you look around, what is something that catches your eye? I see a lot of the same color. Other people might think they're different colors, but for me, it is a colorless Christmas. Mm. I just see a lot of the same thing, (laughs) and I'm not really sure what I'm looking at. They look kind of bulbous. I would assume that it's something frivolous that they would put up and tell me I couldn't break. And as I'm like looking around, I am circling around not. If anyone gets within like two feet of her, I'm nipping them. All right. So the aspect that I'm going to create here is going to be called Warning, Fragile Ornaments. (laughs) So, Heather, let's have you roll unmodified against a difficulty of zero to see how advantageous this aspect is for you guys. Ooh. (laughs) Minus two. All right. (laughs) We're going to break it all. (laughs) So that means that any opponents who might be showing up might have a free invoke on this here aspect. Is it the Grinch? (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. I was trying. I was like, what opponents would you have? Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Ned does his research. Now, Lucky, what do you see as you're looking around the Christmas Wonderland? Uh, I keep seeing these potential friends. They're wearing these like blue uniforms and they have these like holdable lights. <laughs> And they keep, like, pacing up and down the uh, aisles. Uh, It seems like they're kind of walking in circles or on the same patterns a lot. But uh, all I know is that I want to say hi to them. All right. The aspect that I'm going to create for you is Beware the Blart. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! I love Paul. I love that. And let's have you roll unmodified against a difficulty of zero. Oh, that's a minus one. (laughs) Are you kidding me, you guys? We're animals. And considering my first instinct is to show myself to them and talk to them. Right, that as well. All right, and now not. What do you see? 
Um, as I look around, I see a lot of shiny in these trees. All the lights on the trees kind of illuminating just a little bit. And so I really want to climb the trees, which in turn would give, if I can make it to the top, some good bird's eye view of the whole store for a good layout. All right. The aspect I'm going to create here is mom can't say I can't climb these. (laughs) So you go ahead and roll as well. We'll see how advantageous that is for you guys. Can I use a fate point for this? (laughs) You can. Okay. So the fate point I want to use is when people deck the halls, I deck the catnip and gives me the bravery. Climb up that. So let me re-roll. Oh my gosh, I got the same thing. I got a minus one. Mm. This is a hostile environment. It is. Too much catnip. Who knew Christmas could be so violent? Yeah, it's almost as if this entire place was made for humans instead of quadrupeds. Listen, that (laughs) makes sense. So, you guys are starting to kind of get your bearings in this place. There are a few security guards milling about, but there are tons of different shops and stalls all the way up and down this stretch here. So what is our game plan for our pets here? What I'm thinking we could do is we could cause a distraction and make our way to where we might be able to find a map and figure out what sections of the store we need to go to. Uh, I'll say she made it about two words before Lucky sprinted off towards the nearest security guard. Oh, oh no. Boy. Not that is such a great idea. You are so clever. I will absolutely help you do this. Where'd he go? Oh my gosh, he's so dumb. I will help you for sure. Okay. Speaking of creating distractions, Lucky, you go rushing off towards one of the security guards. Uh, Are you yipping and barking the entire way? As long as there's nothing between me and them, I'm not actually going to bark. If I'm trying to get to them and having any sort of issues, I'll be barking. But generally, as long as I have a clear path, I'm just going to sprint straight at them and jump up two front paws on the thigh and just kind of bouncing up and down, begging for pets. So as you put your paws up on his leg, he kind of jumps and turns and points his mag light towards you and looks at you kind of confused. Go ahead and roll to overcome with Flashy. Ironically, Lucky has really bad rolls. Um, That's a minus four. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, with my addition, it'll be a minus two. So the security guard looks down towards you and he goes, Oh, goodness, this is, uh, you're not supposed to be here, little guy. (laughs) And he reaches down to pick you up. Oh, then I can tell you my zoomy instincts the second he bends down are going to kick in and I'm going to make a run for it. Let's make this a contested quick roll to see who gets who first. I rolled a plus four. He rolled a minus four. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> so the zoomies kick in at just the right moment and you go sprinting off down the lane here and he pulls out a walkie talkie and he's like, uh, hey guys, we got a loose canine in here. I might need some backup down here on the ground floor. And you hear a voice from the other side like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and he starts running after you. And so not you want a distraction and there it is. Oh, Well, that was a lot quicker than I was expecting. Misty, let's make our way to the map. Done. And Misty's just going to, like, be on guard for anyone else that might stop not. All right. You slink your way over to the kiosk here, and you can see, all right, there's the map. And I am very interested right now to find out how well these pets can read. I was just going to say that. (laughs) So let's have you each roll to overcome with clever. Both of us or just McKenna? Uh, Let's start with McKenna, because Misty's kind of on guard at the moment. 
Um, I got a plus four. Oh, nice. It's my street smarts. Yeah, you learned some stuff. You know how to read a map. You know how to make your way around. And so you look up at the map here, and you scope out a few places that are going to be of interest. So sure enough, there's like a furniture sort of place where you might be able to find a nice pillow. There is a geek store where you could probably find some dice and some programmable lights and a squirtle with a Santa hat. You know, you got a lot of nerds that you guys are finding gifts for. So Yes, we do. It's got to be one place where there's kind of a concentration there. Then there's like a children's toy store. Might be a good place to find an octopus. And then there is the place where McKenna went years and years ago and managed to find that nice Santa plate. And you figure that's probably a good place to find a dinnerware set. All right. I think that we should probably get the dinnerware lashed because it has the potential to break, which I didn't think through. So (laughs) the last one should probably be that one so we don't risk it. I say let's make our way to the nerd section and no, 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 no. We get the pillow first. And then we put everything on the pillow, and then we tie the lights around, and then, (gasps) Misty, you can be tied to the little sleigh that we make with the pillow, and that's how we carry everything around. Oh. My. Gosh. Okay, one, brilliant idea. Thank you. Two, I have kids, man. I didn't (gasps) even think about gifts for the kids. Oh, we're gonna need a bigger pillow. (laughs) (laughs) You'll help me, right? Of course I love... Well, I don't love children, but I'll pretend to for you. (laughs) I don't know if anyone really could. I mean, they pull my hair all day, but they're fine. (laughs) Mom gives me extra treats when I ignore them. Yeah, I just hide. Okay, ready? I'll race you, I'll race you, I'll race you, I'll race you. (gasps) Okay, 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 to the pillows. Ah! So we've got you guys rushing off in the direction of sort of the furniture store. Let's check in with Lucky and see how you're doing running away from all of these mall cops. <laughs> so I will say, Lucky, my favorite game at home, one of my favorite games, is to run in circles while my dad chases me. Generally, there is a central object, usually the coffee table. <laughs> so uh, one aisle's worth of shelves, just going in a circle around <laughs> that seems like just as good. All right, let's have you then. I'll say roll to defend with either quick or clever because you've got some tactics that you're using here. And we're going to see how well the mall cops do trying to catch you. Uh, flat zero. And they got a plus one. Can I use my stunt here? Ooh, yeah. I want to make them all fall in love with me. So I'm going to use my stunt of never met a stranger to uh, kind of come around the corner. And when one of them, because every human, they all try the same move. They think they're so clever. When one of them inevitably tries to stop and switch directions to trick me, I'm going to stop as well and go into that classic puppy dog pose, chest to the ground, butt up in the air, wagging my tail, and I'm going to hop all four off the ground and land and bark and like sort of just hop in front of him very playfully, full on puppy dog eyes. Very hard to resist. All right. So yeah, you using this stunt, you turn and you put on this display and you see the guard in the front skids to a stop 
and then two other guards run into him as they skid to a stop from behind. And like the two behind, they peer out the sides like this Three Stooges sort of tableau of all these <laughs> mall cops looking down at you. And they're all just like, oh, that, that little guy is actually pretty cute now, isn't he? <laughs> and then I'm going to put the cherry on top. I'm going to flop over for a belly rub. <gasps> we love a good flop. And so all three of them moving in tandem, move forward and lean down to give you the belly rub there. Yes, that's right. Scratch my belly, you fools. <laughs> All right. The distraction is still going well, it seems. So, Knot and Misty, you guys have made it to the furniture store. And it's this situation where, like, you know, at the mall, when things start closing down, they pull down the big metal grates in front. And so you get to the furniture store. And as you are getting closer, you hear the sound of straining and a little voice going, like, come on, come on, come on. Oh, I go crazy. I'm going to like, you know how dogs can get down on all fours and like army crawl almost? Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that (laughs) super quick to wherever I hear the noise with my jowls pulled back, teeth bared, but not quite growling yet. All right. Let's have you roll to overcome with sneaky. That would be a plus six. Oh, Oh, wow. I'm very sneaky. I thought a plus five was good for my guy to (gasps) notice you. Well, boy, you're nice, Heather. (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, so you go sneaky, 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 and you see there's this strange little creature that is trying to pull the gate up. It's got a very short little body, about three feet tall, very furry from head to toe, got a little basket on its back, and it has a pair of goat's horns coming up from its head and a pair of little ram's hooves, and it's trying to lift the gate. So one other little factoid that I have discovered about Frankenmuth, Michigan, is that it's called Michigan's Little Bavaria. So we're going to bring in some Bavarian Christmas lore, and you see this little Krampus trying to lift the gate and get into the furniture store here. Okay, I'm going to sniff and determine its gender. (laughs) Roll to overcome with clever. Does the Krampus have a gender? I don't know, TBH. That's a zero. A zero. All right. There is a stench about this creature that would incline you to believe that's probably a dude. Okay. I'm pouncing on it. Oh, wow. I I totally didn't realize that's why you would want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Misty's inherent. Just like, all right, I have to know. Boy or girl, boy or girl before I attack. Do I hate this thing or am I going to try and be chill with it? So I'm pouncing on it and like almost having my teeth around its neck. And just all right misty i will say because you are acting in accordance with your trouble of being sexist at heart <laughs> i will count that as a compel and i'll give you a fate point <gasps> thank you so yeah let's have you roll to attack with hmm, it doesn't know you're there so let's have you roll to attack with sneaky and it's going to defend with clever to see if it can notice you um i'm using a fate point <laughs> And I am going to invoke, I protect my own. This little guy is getting nowhere near my knot. Oh, yeah. That's a plus two. Plus two. Got a plus four. Oh, dang it. So it hears you start to growl as you're going to pounce. And it turns around just at the last moment and leaps out of the way. And you slam into that gate. 
and it prances off to the side and it pulls out this little bundle of sticks and starts waving it in front of itself. It's like, hey, come on, come on, come on. Let's let's be chill now, all right? I'm staring him down in the eye. How dare he look into my eyes, the pompous thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to try again to get him. All right. But this time, I want to ram him into the gate. Oh, snap. Yeah, let's have you roll to attack with Forceful, and he's going to defend with Forceful because he wants to bop you on the snout with his bundle of sticks there. Okay, I'm actually going to use a fate point to invoke my patience always pays off because I'm going to wait until he makes the wrong move and go to the other side. Nice. And that gives me a plus three. He got a plus two. Yes. So he takes that bundle of sticks and he's about to just smack you right on the nose. And as he leaps up for kind of this overhead swing, you come in speedier than he realized and just get him right in the stomach, slam him into the gate and you've got him pinned up against it. And his little hooves are just hovering over the air. And yeah, you've got him subdued at this point. Not get over here. Yeah, I'm going to make my way over. And as Misty's got him pinned, I'm going to kind of walk around all like kind of prideful, like, you know, like a cat does when they're just like, I'm better than everyone. And I'm just going to strut and be like, so what do you think you're doing here in the furniture section? (laughs) Hey, this is just where I was assigned to raid, okay? I didn't choose to come to the furniture section. I would have chosen to go to maybe like, I don't know, the game section or something. What do you mean, raid? And he slaps his hands over his mouth. He's like, oh, nothing, nothing at all. I was, I I didn't mean nothing by that. I'd like to raise my paw and go as my claws come out (laughs) again. What is this about a raid? Roll to attack with either flashy or forceful, your choice for this intimidation. He's going to defend with clever to see if he can stave off the fear. Mm. I'm going to use my fate point to add a plus two using my high concept of street smarts. Mm. I know how to deal with a fight. You know how to shake somebody down. Oh yeah, I do. You know, so it's going to be a plus three. So he got a flat zero. Yes! So you intimidate him with your claws, and he's like, Okay, okay, oh, just just chill out. The boss already knows that this is a tough year for Santa, so he figured this is the time to strike back. This is the time to retaliate while the getting's good. So he sent a whole bunch of us here to, you know, just wreck the place. And who might your boss be? He kind of cocks his head to the side quizzically, and he eyes his horns and his little goat legs, and he's like, the, the, the Krampus. Our, our boss is the Krampus. In head. Would Misty, having hit him into the gate, made a sound off in the distance? Oh, yeah. Then this entire time, based on my trouble, I would have been sprinting through the entire store barking the loudest barking fit you've ever heard just sprinting in the general direction of this noise all right so yeah you're rushing away and let's see if the mall cops can keep up with you roll to overcome with quick flat zero 
and the mall cops get a plus two, so they are very easily keeping pace with you. They're just kind of like trotting up right next to you, like, oh, hey, little buddy, where are you going there? Where are you going <laughs> in such a hurry there, little bud? You fools! Did you not hear the danger off on the other side of the store? <laughs> oh, he's got the most adorable little yaps, don't he there, Greg? Fly, you fools, fly! <laughs> And so they are running neck and neck with you as you head towards the furniture store. And Misty and Knot, you can start to hear the sounds of Lucky's barking getting closer and these stomping boots of the mall cops. The Krampus, you say? Not add that to the list. Get the presents, figure out what kids would want, find the Krampus, and turn him into a chew toy. And then I'm going to pick up this little guy in my mouth. And I'm going to, like, nudge not into a place to hide. All right. Let's have both of you roll to defend with sneak. Come on. I got a plus four. I got a plus one. All right. So kind of splitting the difference there. We'll give you guys a plus three total. And the mall cops also rolled a plus three. So that currently puts you at a tie. What happens at a tie again? Success with minor cost. So yeah, that would be success at a minor cost in the case of this tie. So the way that that is going to look is you sneak over like behind one of the trees and the mall cops come rushing in uh, with Lucky leading the way. I look like a traitor. I look like I turncoated on them. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. Missy already doesn't trust you. No, no. <laughs> now she's like, man, this Lucky guy, I'm really going to have a word with him. Yeah, so Lucky shows up with the fuzz. And <laughs> Lucky, you arrive at this store and you can see the gate that obviously made the noise and you can smell ever so slightly the scents of your friends that you're familiar with and another very very strange scent as well oh it's my friends at that point i'm gonna sniff around the gate and start whimpering a little bit just a little (laughs) and like pawing at the gate and i'm gonna be sniffing at it and then i'm going to try and make a big show of like catching a scent and i'd like to lead the guards try and convince them to like follow me catching the scent and follow it off in another direction to try and get them away from my friends all right i'll say to resolve the tie that we got from our attempt to hide you successfully managed to get two of the guards to follow you off in another direction, but the third guard, he's kind of at the back, and he hears a little noise as this little Krampus is, like, struggling in Misty's jaws, and he kicks one of the ornaments off of the tree, and it shatters on the ground, and the third mall cop at the back, he hears that, and he turns towards you slowly with his maglite, and you can just see the reflection in his glasses, but not actually his face. And he starts walking towards you. Not quick. It's shiny. Get it. That is true. <laughs> so um, I'm going to do my little butt shake. And then I'm going to pounce at the light. And then I'm going to look up, see him, be like, crap, I actually don't know this person. And I'm going to hiss. And I never hiss. And then I'm going to run really fast and do a quick lap and then be right back. Okay. They can't catch me. I'm too quick. <laughs> well, we're going to see because you're going to roll to defend and he's going to roll to attack with quick to try and catch you. One of my favorite things about this game compared to like a D&D is that you never have to try and like tactically win in a situation. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, that's gonna be a plus four. Got a flat zero. Yeah. So yeah, you start running off to take a quick lap, and he goes following after you. But as he's running, because you succeeded with style in this situation, you are going to get a boost. And what that is going to look like is as he's so distracted chasing after you, Misty, you notice that he kind of stumbles as he steps into the broken glass of the ornament and out of his pocket slips a ring of keys that clatters onto the ground without him noticing. Oh, I snatched that up so quick. All right. So you've got the keys. Both of your friends are distracting cops in separate directions. And as you just snap reaction, went to go and grab those keys, you've got them in your mouth and you're like, okay, I got the keys. Wait, I would do it with my paw because I would not let the little guy out oh, of my mouth. Dang I'd it, you. not let him out. Okay, oh, clever girl. Did Heather just outsmart the DM? Oh, yeah, no. you know what? I'll give you a fate point for that too. <laughs> I was almost going to say that, like, by the way, I grab it with my paws. All right, so you grab it with your paws and the Krampus looks down at the keys and it's like, hey, uh, I think maybe we could come to a bit of an agreement here. You got some keys. <laughs> Are you mocking me? <laughs> She's just gonna try to drag the keys along and just like stare at the keys at the lock, at the keys at the lock. <laughs> the Krampus picks up the keys from the ground and inserts one of the keys into the lock and clicks it open and he says, all right, I helped you. Now maybe you can help me. Just let me go off and do my things. I won't worry about this store. This one's all yours. Hmm. Missy's going to keep him in her mouth. And like, I'm assuming his head is about probably the size of the key ring. She's going to put it over his head like a collar, (gasps) wiggle him into that. And then just she's going to wait until she gets like... I don't know. I'm thinking somewhere in the store where there's like long fabrics, like drapes or sheets or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she's going to try to make a leash to this key ring collar out of it. Oh, interesting. <gasps> Roll two, overcome with clever. Um, I'm going to use a fate point and invoke my trouble, sexist at heart, because there is no way I'm letting this guy out of my sight. Oh, Oh, yeah. Plus four. All right, yeah. So as you're, like, grabbing the sheet, you have to let him go for a little bit, and he tries to make a run for it, but you get it in between the key ring just at the right time, and so now you've got, like, this sheet leash that he's stuck on the end of. Yeah, with both of my paws on it, I'm going to stare him in the eye until he feels uncomfortable enough to look away, and I realize I have the upper hand because I'm amazing. (laughs) And I'm going to say, how many more are you in this store? Roll to overcome with either forceful or flashy, your choice for intimidation. He's going to defend with clever. That's a plus one. All right. He got a plus two, and he looks at you and gets a wry little grin and says, If you let me go, I'll tell you. I don't really care that much. And she just drags him off while she goes to find a pillow. <laughs> All right. Uh, at about what time would I finish my lap and be back? At about this time, probably. Okay. I'm going to strut on in. Yeah. 
And since you rolled so well to overcome last time, I'll say you lost him off on like the far side of the mall. That's quick for you. Oh, look at this little thing you made here. I like it. <laughs> I kind of like pluck at it like a little guitar string. We'll deal with you in a minute. Not real quick. As she has her paws back on the scarf thing, pillow, whatever sheet. And she says, can you tie this to my collar? I need my paws and my mouth. Oh, yes. I'm going to go pick it up with my mouth and then hop on your back and then, like, use my little nimble cat paws to try and slide it under. I mean, we don't have opposable thumbs. It's a little hard, but we're going to make it work. And Misty just fills all this slobber run down her neck. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> you. All right. So you guys have done, like, the handcuffed to each other sort of situation, collar to collar connected by this bedsheet leash. And it's not too difficult to find a nice pillow. I mean, it is Christmas and this is a Christmas store full of Christmas pillows. So it's mostly just a choice of which pillow would you like to grab? How does she feel about a body pillow? No, if I get a body pillow, then I am too tempted to take it from her and lay on it and then she'll discard it. Okay. So it has to be like she was sleeping on clouds. Okay. Very soft. Ah, I have an idea. So, clouds are high up in the sky. <laughs> and so maybe this is higher up on the top shelf. So, I'm going to go ahead and jump up to the top shelf and see what pillows they have up there. All right, yeah, you leap up there and you can see there are pillows that have like iconic Christmas figures on them. So, one that has Santa, one has Frosty, one has the Grinch, etc., etc. I'm just going to like, they're all pillows, so they're going to be really quiet. So I'm just going to like knock all four of those different themed ones down onto the floor because it's not going to make that much noise with my little booty. Knock it off. And then I'll jump down and be like, okay, which would be best? Well, you picked such great choices. Let's just get them all. <laughs> it's a bigger sled. Okay, right? okay, okay, okay. I'm going to go see if I can find like some like safety pins or something like that. Yeah, at the back, there's a section where it's got like traditional baby stuff and there's like cloth diapers and there's some safety pins there as well. Yes. So you grab those and you're able to hook them together so that all of these pillows are sliding in tandem as one big old sled. And we have successfully collected the first gift for our owners. Yes! Where is Lucky? You'd think he'd be back by now. I don't know, but he'd be pretty quick with pulling this along, this little sleigh. So we should probably go ahead and get him. Where is Lucky? Dude, Lucky can't get rid of these guys. It's just like, it was fun at first, but now he's like, I like don't know where my friends are. So Lucky is looking for any excuse to lose these two dudes. If there is ever like a gap in a shelf that he thinks he can squeeze through that they can't, um, maybe a space behind something that's a little too tight, really anything, or even just another distraction so that he can like make a bolt and just sprint for it. Anything like that, Lucky's trying to like keep an eye and ear out for. All right, I will say that based on like these different options, you can roll to overcome with either clever, quick, or sneaky. So that's going to be a one. And the mall cops rolled a three. Oh gosh. <gasps> All right, you know what? No, I know what I made my plus three approach. I'm gonna turn and I'm gonna stand 
and I'm just going to like sprint at him and uh, try and bowl one of them over. All right. Roll to overcome with a forceful. I'm going to roll with quick. That's a plus one. They got a flat zero. (gasps) Barely. So yeah, uh, Luggy packs a lot of weight for a small dog, and uh, he's just going to kind of run and sort of jump up on their legs and kind of get a running start at it, and the mall cop sort of like trips over himself, falling backwards and falls down on the ground. And once I'm kind of on top of him, I'm going to lick him on the face a few times and then sprint away. All right. And so before they can manage to pick themselves up from off the ground, you have disappeared back to reconvene with your friends. So we've got one present down, still quite a few to go, and we're going to figure out how they get the rest of them next week. And probably the week after that as well, because there's still a lot of presents left to get. A lot of presents. Yeah, we still haven't even figured out the kids. Mm-mm. And we got a Krampus. Ugh. Probably more than one. Yeah. They still children. Yeah, how many Krampuses are in this place? I don't know. We'll see. Thanks for listening to Improv Tabletop, and we'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of Furry Christmas. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as all of these security guards were to have a brand new best dog friend. Well, as happy as they were before the dog turned on them. (laughs) If you would go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, you can tweet about us or comment on one of our posts using hashtag ImpTab setting or hashtag ImpTab aspect. Let's do a round of plugs. So as always, we've got our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, a D&D actual play that I'm part of, that Thomas is the dungeon master for. Really fun stuff. I'm really enjoying the story and where it's going. Another podcast that I would like to plug is Till Death Do Us Blart. Oh no. Excuse me? This is a podcast that is made in collaboration between the McElroy brothers and Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery from the podcast The Worst Idea of All Time. Now, the worst idea of all time, the premise of that podcast is every week they watch the same really, really bad film and review it in their podcast. So they started with Grown Ups 2, then they did Sex in the City 2, just really grating films. And they teamed up with the McElroy brothers to do Till Death Do Us Blart, where every year on American Thanksgiving, they watch and review Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. It is a very strange premise, I will admit. But there's something very wonderful about binging from year to year and just hearing them become more and more embittered and trying to find ways to enjoy this movie and like build up this mythos around Paul Blart and this Job-like situation that he's in. It's weird, but it's great. I love it. One of my favorite podcasts. So check that out. Till Death Do Us Blart. Oh, and one last thing. The meaning of the title when one of them dies, they're going to find somebody to replace them. <gasps> so literally, till death do they blart. That's so amazing. What about when everyone's dead? When everyone's dead, they'll just have a completely new cast of new people. Oh gosh, so it's never going to end, actually. <laughs> yeah, the eternal podcast, Till Death Do Us Blart. I love that. Heather, you got anything that you'd like to plug? You know, you stole mine. I wanted to plug I Cast Fireball. Oh. So second that plug. I just listened to one of the episodes and I am really loving the change of direction 
I feel like there's even more group mind than I've heard in previous episodes that's just enthralling. So binge it. Get to the later episodes. They're all good, but these last ones are very quippy and great. I, I thought you were building up to like, uh, I really love the dungeon master. He just sounds so handsome and cool. <laughs> That's what I thought too. Well, I mean, I, I can't say that. I'm married. <laughs> but he does sound good. Oh, man. Evan, you got anything that you would like to plug? Uh, I've been thinking of a couple things throughout, and then naturally my brain always clears. The first thing is uh, the movie Krampus. Personally, as a fan of horror films, I find it pretty underrated. Some people kind of were hating on it when it came out. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a really fun Christmas horror movie, which there aren't a lot of those. Um, actually, ooh, our friends do a podcast, The Good, The Rad, and The Spooky, and I should ask them to do a Christmas horror episode. I'm sure they're planning on it, but I need to talk to them because that's something I'm really curious about. But anyway, Grumpus, I really like it. My personal recommendation, I'm going to try and avoid spoilers as much as possible, but here's a little bit of a minor spoiler warning. At the end of the movie, a character is going to open a Christmas present. Once you see the family's reaction, just stop the movie. The last, like, 15 to 30 seconds, in my opinion, ruin the whole movie. If you just cut the movie barely earlier, you save the whole film, in my opinion. So that's my recommendation to any of you that go to watch Krampus now. The other thing is, uh, I realized that there was another thing my uh, dog in this story could have gotten me as a gift, and that is ceramic Christmas villages. Because I don't know why, but I think they're adorable. My mom had one growing up, and it was always my favorite of our Christmas decorations. She would put Christmas lights and then put some like white foam stuff over it, so it had like lights under the snow and then she'd use little like cardboard boxes underneath to make hills and put up the village and each year she'd kind of do a little bit of a different configuration and I thought it was so fun and I have dreams of one day having like the types of villages that like model train enthusiasts build but for like my Christmas village each year and that is my someday dream because I think they are adorable and so magical and peaceful to look at. Dude, I should get you in touch with my grandma. <laughs> uh, I never thought I'd say this, but Ned, please get me in touch with your grandma. <laughs> McKenna, you got anything that you would like to plug? Yes, um, two things really. One, if you are looking for something to do this holiday season, may I recommend my favorite pastime of Christmas of getting in your car, bringing a ton of blankets, getting some hot cocoa, and driving around and looking at Christmas lights and playing Christmas music and be in your pajamas. It's so magical. The lights is probably one of my favorite things about Christmas because it makes my heart filled with light. And so I would recommend go do that. And then on a more serious note, I feel that I need to apologize to my parents' dog, Zorro. I feel a little bad because I've given not a lot of love because she is my child and I love her so much. But the amount of love I have for this stinky dog is immense. He's a Shih Tzu toy poodle mix. And so I just, I know sometimes he listens to the podcast. And so <laughs> Zoro, I love you too. I can love both of you. Zoro and me became very good bros the one night we hung out. I know. He's my little poopy. Little Zos. I love him. Right on. Um, Ned, can I plug one more thing actually? What you got? 
This one is actually a little more serious. It's a charity drive that's going on right now that I personally have donated to and am a believer in. And that is the Team C's charity drive. YouTuber Mr. Beast did this thing a couple years back where he raised $20 million to plant 20 million trees. And now he's doing $30 million to remove 30 million pounds of trash from the ocean. And it's a pretty cool deal. Their goal is by the end of the year. So if anyone listening to this wants to donate, some people have been critical that maybe it's a more temporary solution, but I'm still a big fan of it. And uh, if it encourages you to get out and look into some of these groups that are doing really cool work, uh, one of these groups they're partnering with is the Ocean Cleanup Project, and these guys legit have these awesome giant skimmers they've invented that are out coasting over the Pacific Garbage Patch right now, and they're planting these cool conveyor belt boats at the mouths of rivers across the world that, like, direct the trash towards them, and then they get conveyor belted up into a dumpster, and I don't know, they're just doing really cool work, and so if you've got some holiday cheer this year and a little extra cash to spare, go donate to Team Right on. I love that. Well, thanks everybody for joining us here in the world of furry Christmas. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Heather, my dog really is a sweetheart, I promise. Evan, clean the oceans, Peterson. McKenna Steele, I love you shows. Much love and stuff. We'll catch you next week on Improv Tabletop. I'm going to climb these trees. Can you not? <laughs> the second you said catnip, she jumped up on that table behind you. <laughs> I know. I don't even know what she's doing. I'm waiting for her to start scratching at the couch. I'm not sure if all cats do this, but I've been having a blast watching McKenna's webcam because not keeps scaring the crap out of herself with her own toy. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Come here. Okay, goodbye. Oh, hello. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs>